0: Okay, everybody, here we go. Uh, episode 2 of Jailbreak, the podcast. Um, if you checked out the first episode with my buddy Dan Hargesheimer, thank you. Uh, we had a lot of fun. I'm sure, I, I hope I can have him on again sometime. Um, we, we always have good conversations. But uh, today, episode 2, I got my good buddy Christian, Christian Massey. Uh, he's a good friend. We've been friends for, I I don't know, ever. For, what, Christian? to 30 yeah, we're we're 20. old. Yeah, we're old. We're old, we're a, old <laughs> enough to not be able to do the math anymore. Yeah, right. It, old enough for it to not really matter. Just, just, just forever, you know. But um, kind of unrelated to the podcast, we, we're finishing up this bottle of tequila that me and Dan were enjoying last time. This Tierra Nobel. I don't know if I'm saying that right. How is it, Christian? I, I uh,
1: I'm not a tequila guy. You know, everybody knows me. I, I like Scotch. I like brown liquors in general, and. Tequila to me, I just I always think of like you know, the bad stuff, Jose, you know, some Cuervo, Mm -hmm. Silver, Gold. It's all it's all junk, yeah. And it doesn't have any flavor. You just mix it with something. But uh, the first sip of this, it's tasty. I really really like this. Yeah,
0: and um, this is only episode two, but I kind of like the format. I I like kind of dedicating about thirty to forty seconds of tequila in the beginning. So we we won't stay on it, but um, we we've had some good tequila and uh, uh. We'll have some more, maybe every podcast. So, uh, let me, you know, if you don't <clears>
1: mind, <throat> I, I want to take a second and just talk about that first episode. So, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, a, it was a very strange experience for me because, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but you're, I've never listened to a podcast where I know the people that are talking on the podcast. So it was almost like I was there while friends of mine were having a conversation but I wasn't able to say anything or intervene or interject or say anything in the conversation. And it was like, it was entirely strange to listen, just straight listen. And I'm not a listener, I'm a talker. So to, to just sit back and listen to it was strange. But there was also some pieces of it that were like, you know, for me, like not only like just really revealing, but there was some aspects of it that I wasn't expecting. Like for instance, you know, Dan was talking about, you had mentioned in the beginning that you and Dan have this connection and Dan had this impact on your life early on and like Dan is that guy like Mm -hmm. I'm not as close with Dan as you are but I've had those moments with Dan that he probably like thinks were like just normal this was five minutes of my day but like have definitely impacted me but I definitely I just didn't expect him to get emotional and I felt that through that like it was like it was intense Mm -hmm. and appreciated and brave and cool and I was into it like I was like even like if I missed a part because I'm checking something on my phone or I got an email because it was during the work day I like paused it and went back and re-listened to it so yeah I I really enjoyed it I thought thought it was very cool I'm glad I'm
0: glad you enjoyed it and I I definitely I know how you feel about like sorry I know how you feel about like listening to a pop I don't listen to a lot of podcasts but I I've listened to a couple and when you know someone that's on the podcast, you, it, it's weird. Like if you want to, you want to chime in, you want to be part of the conversation, but it's like, Oh, I, why, why aren't I there? <laughs> yeah. Um, my buddy Rue has a podcast called uh dumpster fire radio. And, uh, he had, they're all pretty good, all his episodes, but he had one where he's just talking about punk rock and all the going to shows and stuff. And, and. Just him and his brother and their experiences. And that was like, that killed me. I was like, I'm like talking to the radio. <laughs> like, I'm talking to the radio like, yeah, I was at that show, you know. But yeah,
1: like, I, I've got a story. I've got a story. Maybe hey, well, it's my story. Like yeah. when, he was, when Dan was talking about, you know, all the bands he was playing with and, you know, when he was playing with Kill Verona and I remembered going to that record shop back in the day and watching those guys play in the in the record shop. And I was like, "Wait a second! Like,
0: I, I want to tell that story." Like, I was like, yeah. "Can I dial in? Is yeah. this like a radio yeah. station I can just call in? Like, <laughs> yeah. are <you> taking callers?" <laughs> like, yeah, we don't have a live hotline yet, but maybe someday. Probably not though. Um, yeah, that, that that's cool, and it it was really interesting that Dan had brought up when, when we were kids and we had our little punk band and we gave our our uh, demo tape with five or six songs on it to the Suicide Machines. were playing the First Unitarian Church in Philly, which is just a great venue if you've ever been there for a punk show. It's awesome. But uh, I just went and saw the Suicide Machines last week, and I was uh, speaking to Jay, the singer, and I kind of mentioned that to him. We kind of had a laugh and of course he didn't remember <laughs> that was a long time ago but it was cool just to just to talk to him about it and i, I saw somebody was wearing your shirt at the show right yeah oh yeah awesome. yeah the yeah. bass bass player had one of my shirts on so that that was really cool that was unexpected that was a cool surprise it's got to be cool
1: like when you're like hey you know i'm josh and they're like hey i have no idea who you are and you're like you're wearing my shirt yeah you know what I mean? like, they have no idea like yeah. like know your designs yeah. know your art seen it around but don't you know yeah. don't recognize you well
0: i had met him at the The last show down in Atlantic City, so he he did know who I was, but but I, I get what you're saying. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's cool when I whenever I see anyone see wearing one of my shirts, you know, I've I've had experiences in in just in life out in the world where I just come across someone wearing one of my shirts, and I like fa- I like fanboy out over them. I like run up to them like hey, <laughs> and I, they look at me like I'm a crazy person,
1: and I'm like that's
0: my shirt. I made that shirt.
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, you know we we have you know for our business venture we had that Zoom meeting the other day and I was wearing your T shirt and even I forget sometimes it's like one yeah. of my favorite T shirts I wear yeah, it all the time yeah, and you're like yeah. dude you're wearing my shirt it's like
0: yeah <clears throat> yeah that that um not that I'm here to just like plug 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 my art <laughs> stuff but um yeah I always get compliments on the shirt I, you you know you spend an extra two bucks on the shirt and you get a good quality shirt I I hate like i love wearing band t-shirts. I, w- I always get like band t-shirts at the concerts or whatever and sometimes they're on the shitty gildan shirt and and it it just sucks. <laughs> but just, just spend an extra 2 bucks and somebody will be wearing the shirt for for like a decade or more yeah. instead of it falling apart. but but um uh, anyway, uh Christian came out. he's he's visiting. he he lives south of here. he's not in this area too much. But, uh, I mean, we had to get together and have a drink or nine. We'll do the nine later, but um he is my partner, one of my partners for John Aru, which is the art and music festival we're doing so we can we're gonna touch on that. Uh, we don't really have a format for this episode, we're just kind of winging this, but um that's kind of gonna be the the format for most of my episodes yeah but but first of all, I want to say thank you sincerely for helping me out with this event. You've um we're we're so early. We we still have like nine or ten months or something like that. But you you've been so beneficial to have you and Christina. Christina's our other partner. She couldn't come tonight. But um yeah you've been you've been awesome. I mean just adding some organization and some uh legalese and some uh professionalism that, that I lack. So Yeah, I, I appreciate that man. The the thing for me is
1: is that you know I'm like first off ever, anybody that's ever said "Don't go into business with your friends they mm-hmm. have like a horror story that goes after that never really went into business with a friend. They probably went into business with somebody they thought was their friend mm-hmm. and it went bad um I've only ever gone into business with my friends, so I'm busy i you know I manage a company that's owned by a friend. I run the whole entire thing. I own a company, and my business partner is a friend um that's faith wireless and then I also coach two soccer teams, you know, and I, I coach those teams with my friends. I play uh, adult soccer and I play that league with my friends. So I, I find it that anything I want to do in my old age now at 41, I only want to do with my friends and people I care about. So when you called me and you were like, hey, I got this idea, I've got this passion, you know, I want to put something out there. This is the whole thought behind it. There wasn't like I just assumed you were asking me, so I think I just jumped in. I don't know if you ever actually asked me, or if I was just like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm what do you need me to do? Like I'm, now, I'm doing it. No, you were you all <laughs> in
0: and, and honestly I um this this has been something I've been wanting to do for years and um it's it I wasn't ready to jump in right away, but I, I kinda just knew the past maybe three years that kinda everything I do is building towards this. So over the past couple of years, I talked to a couple of friends just briefly, like asking them if they, if they would be interested, and they weren't. Like, and they're they're busy guys. They're just like, nope, see. ya. And you're probably my busiest friend <laughs> that I know, but also I knew you'd be perfect for it, so I almost didn't ask you. And uh, I, my friend Christian's so busy. I I literally had to make a business appointment to. To get him on the phone, (laughs) because we text here and there. But I said, "What is the best way to get like an hour of your time on the phone? Do I need to make a appointment?" And and we made an appointment. So and he stuck to it. So
1: yeah, we uh, uh, yeah we and it takes. And with our conversations, it's like forty minutes of personal conversation, and then like oh right, like twenty minutes of of a business conversation. Mm -hmm. But um, and we're doing this nights and weekends you know we're having uh, yeah. our business calls now like yep. you know in the evenings after the kids are going to bed for the most yep. part yep. and uh and they're productive i think we you know so far in just the little bit of time that we've started this i think we've accomplished a lot you yeah know, especially with a lot of time left in it
0: yeah we've ac- i mean christian hit the ground running with the website i i love when i love that once he came on board and christina was on board uh a, m- a couple weeks before him she um I'll talk about her later but she she's helped me with some other things. But once he came on board, he really hit the ground running. He got the webs got on the website and I don't I know people that have been working on their website for years and still don't have it up. So, um he did an amazing job with that. I'm thankful for that and um I think I, the most fun stuff
1: about that, by the way, like it was like small moments. Like I love this about and this is like that entrepreneur spirit right Mm -hmm. like you get like like when you're doing something like that you really enjoy like remember in the beginning of this I was like I want to quit every other job that I have right now because I like doing this so much yes um but like we were getting excited at such little stuff it was like we have at genre.com email addresses and it was like yeah (laughs) yeah I'm I'm still giddy about that (laughs) uh, you know it's like and then like just when we came up with the logos Mm -hmm. and the designs and then as we're creating pages on the website, it was exciting. And like the ultimate, the, the goal about this, you know, just to go back to your vision of the whole thing is really about like, you know, it, it is that artist spirit, right? Like bringing the spirit of the artist into an event, because it's usually kind of the other way around, right? It's kind of, it's always like about the consumer, about the consumer, about the consumer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and you know what? I'm, I'm glad you kind of brought it back a little bit because, um, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what the vision is and, and why we're doing it because, um, uh, I've had that conversation many times with individuals, but never like publicly like this. So let's do that. Um, I just seen as an artist who, um, I, I was well into my thirties and I started making art and selling art and I just kind of fell in love with it. And I fell in love with the meeting other people that kind of out there fighting the same fight as me, you know, like the, the stranger in the booth next to me trying to sell whatever it is they made or whatever they created and and i like that i just love to see them putting their heart and soul into something and trying and but i see the difficulty of selling it. it's not easy to sell art like it's it's a, there's a lot of ups and downs in the business but it's definitely not easy and i just have this at, kind of admiration for the creatives and then on the other hand when some of the shows and not not necessarily ones i've been through i've been and I've been to some great shows or events, and then there's others that I look up the registration and all, and I'm like, you're nuts. Like they're, they charge, sometimes they just charge so much for the artist or they're, they're kind of trying to get every cent out of them that they can. And I kind of saw it as a business opportunity to fill a passion for art and to help other artists and, and not like destroy their pockets. Like, we're building this for long-term growth who who knows if we'll make a dime the first year but eventually we can make some money and still prov- provide uh an affordable thing for artists where we don't have to rape them for their money like they can give us a little money, and we can still do okay instead of trying to get rich. and And that's not every art event out there. I'm not like bad mouth in the whole system, but sometimes I see people there just like really 250 dollars or 500 hours, really for for a 10 by 10 piece of land for a few hours. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like I'm, it. It just it upsets me. I kind of take it personally for everybody.
1: Yeah, and and so. like I, it's it's interesting you say that because like that was kind of the theme of all of these calls that we have we see opportunities and the business mind kicks in and says like, Hey, we should capitalize on this. Like we should charge for parking or we should charge an entry fee because we're going to pay good money for, you know, bigger bands to play. Mm -hmm. But then that spirit of the event comes back in. Right. And this is like why you need, when you start any business or any venture, you need to have that grounding point that the value, the reason why we did Mm -hmm. this is the most important part. And the reason why wasn't, we didn't go in there like, hey, we need to make a cash grab something yeah. and come in and make some money. The spirit of it is what you said what it was, yeah. right? To to you know celebrate the spirit of the artists, celebrate the spirit of the creatives, to create an event that focused on them. So when we started making these decisions, those conversations happened, but it was like, well, wait, doesn't that kind of defeat the spirit of it? Yeah. And we kind of stepped back and, and I'm with you it would be great to, you know, it's like any business. It would be great to be able to collect a paycheck from it. That's the reason you kind of start it um, in some way, shape or form, even if it's in the back of your head. And I think it's, some people consider that taboo to talk about mm-hmm. because you can have a moral system. You can have a value system. You can truly believe in something. And then we think it's taboo to insert, well, I need to be paid to do this because yeah. it's taking up my time, my effort, my resources, my energy. Uh, but it's not the basis of it, right? So I think the fact that We've had these conversations and we've turned away opportunities to capitalize on things just to have an event. Like you said, hey, if we can drink some beers and watch some bands we like and have some fun and celebrate all of these people that are around us, that was worth it. And maybe year two will make a couple bucks. You yeah, know what I
0: mean? Yeah. And, and what, what it comes down to is if, if you're fortunate enough to find something, um, whether it's your full time or a side business or some hustle, if you can find something that you love to do – then it's just it it just it's an amazing really and not I, I know we're still early in this process but so far i i love it already like i i it's all i think about is the the different pros and cons of this event and i know we're going to make mistakes i know we're going to fuck shit up i i know i'm going to kick myself in the ass for some decision i'd made or didn't make but <clears throat> that, that that's fine that's all part of it i i kind of love the whole thing and I know that there, there, there's some uncertainty about year one, but I know year three is going to be just fucking fire.
1: I, I just, uh, you three. know, I'm, I'm, you know me. Yeah. I'm. A, we had this conversation in the beginning. I'm a business. I'm a pessimist, mm-hmm. you know, by nature, and like yeah. not, not a pessimist for life. I'm a, a lover of life, um, but I'm a pessimist in business. And I think that's important to a certain degree, but you can't have two pessimists in business because then it's just going to go wrong. Um, You're not going to take risks. You're not going to be creative about it. um, You're not going to be willing to invest and you're always going to be looking at return on investment. But when you have like me being a pessimist, you know, and looking at this, that was my biggest fear when you were approaching this was like, if you remember the very first conversation we had, it was around I just want to ground you for a minute and tell you this is going to be a lot of work. Yeah. Like I, I want to keep all the excitement but this is going to be a lot of work. And uh but you're right in the sense that when you're doing something that you feel has a purpose that you can add value to, um, that you're going to impact others in a positive way that you go you go all in, right? You have yeah. to in some yeah. way shape or form. And my thing is is that like like you like there's this that saying that's like if you find something, you know, to do for work and it's something that you love. Is it really work? Yeah. And, like, I honestly think, like, to an extent, that's kind of bullshit, right? Yeah. Because it takes away the whole before part because yeah. nobody ever, like, found something they love and they're like, you know what I love to do? Like, I love to do... Uh, I love to just sit outside on my porch and watch sunrises and sunsets. Yeah. Nobody's capitalizing yeah, on that. There's no, no money. No right? one's paying you yeah. to sit and watch but, the like, sunset. You know, but I think that, like, what you have to do in real life is everybody has a, a some you know a job a function and if you can love it and you feel passionate about it great but even if you can't if you can find an opportunity to connect with people to have a positive impact on somebody's life in some way shape or form to walk away at the end of the day and make that connection that like changes everything for that moment mm-hmm. i think that's worth it right and that's what i love so much about this idea is that <clears throat> there are going to potentially be hundreds of people that are going to be out here right yeah. and they're going to be inspired by every booth that they walk by, you know, potentially. Mm. Um, They're going to hear every band that's out there and, you know, download a song or, you know, listen to a record later on or tickle a child or kiss their loved one or whatever the case may be. I hope it's it's their
0: child. (laughs) <laughs> was, we have security at the event. We well, yeah, right? we'll okay. have security. <laughs> so, don't worry. Yeah,
1: so, <laughs> we'll t- I'll you, take care of that guy personally. All, all you other child ticklers out there. So, but the uh, but the reality of it is like you know it's like it's like we're gonna have a really positive impact. This is yeah. all positive at the end of the day, and the work that leads up to it is the
0: the, the, the real return on investment. And and another thing that. Um, and we haven't really discussed this too much personally because I mean, we, we, we've been meeting once a week, but it's always all business pretty much. But my vision, my vision for this event is kind of evolving to, yeah, there's definitely little things that change with the event, but kind of one big mentality that I'm starting to get is the music side. I started this for the art, but me and Christian, we both love music. We, I mean, we've played, we never had like a formal band, but we've jammed out a million times together. And we're, we both love music. We've both been to a million shows. And now that I'm starting to meet some people on some bands and stuff and with social media that we have now, which we didn't have when we were kids listening to music, like you can, you can follow the musicians you like and care about and, and, Kind of read their feedback and stuff, and I'm seeing a lot of stuff from bands where kind of showing the dark side of the music industry and the negatives of booking shows. Like to us, it was to me anyway. I can't speak for you, but it was always so glamorous. Oh Oh, my god, you're on the stage! Like it's like the biggest fucking best thing in the world, like to be playing on the stage. But we don't really see the bullshit they went through the promoters that fucked them, they never got paid, or, like, we never saw that, but that's there, so I don't just want to provide something great for the artist, selling their watercolor paintings of dogs, or whatever they're bringing, I want the band to leave being like, yo, John Aru is the shit, I hope they let us come next year, so it, it's just kind of like a whole other dimension in, of of just mindset that I'm getting into, like, I can't believe all these musicians have been fucked so many times by people. It, it, it just kind of bothers me. So we're going to do right by, it, by everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's
1: going to be a lot of fun at the end of the day for everybody. And I think that's, like, that's kind of the whole purpose of it, right? It's like, you know, like I said earlier about you know focusing on the consumer, a lot of these events do, and focusing on the dollar amount, right, that they're making um, while selling vendor tables or booth spaces or whatever it may be. Um, we're kind of looking at this like everybody has to win. And I think that's kind of rare. Like, think mm. about it. Like, there's no yeah. business model yeah. that really exists out there mm. where everybody wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm kind of excited about that part of it. Um, mostly, though, you know, it's kind of weird, and this is a first for me. I know it's a first for you as well, is that you spend several months and all this work and energy leading up to it, and it's just one day. Yep. Like, you know, yeah. like you're doing it for, yeah. like, one. Like, it just yeah. it occurred to me, like, how am I going to feel? Like, I'm always, like, kind of in that future mind. Yeah. Like, how am I going to feel the day after the event like it's over it's like are we can we still get on some zoom calls and have conversations about 2023 (laughs) yeah sure of course
0: course we can but and and i mean i agree with what you're saying and i i know what you mean i i'm not completely oblivious going into this event i have thrown events before for my employer um fundraising events so i have some oh you've done the car shows yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and that's
1: not easy either no it's not i
0: mean it took I would spend six, my, my rule was six months. Like I need six months to do it. And then I plotted out a time frame of when to do what. And, you know, I, I, I I got my bruises and bumps and learned some things along the way. But, um, so I have a little bit of experience. This is much different, but just to get back to what you're saying, the next day, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it because I mean, everything we did then was all charity driven. We, I, I, every cent we raised went to charity and um, at John Rue we are going to hook up with a charity and we are going to help somebody There we have some ideas and there's behind the scenes stuff going on with that but um, so you're going to you're going to feel great because at the end of the day even if we screwed up this or screwed up that we're, we're going to do more I guarantee we're going to do more positive than um than mistakes we made and you're going to be able to be able to sit back and be like yo we gave X amount of dollars to this people yeah. you know that's it's it's a whole different feeling by the way like i mean that's
1: you know this isn't a shameless plug but this is what my company no does. plug my, my, away my, plug my, my my company faith wireless like that was the whole purpose of it is to it, it really the whole the whole point of any of that is to see that money in action right because mm-hmm. like you give the charities you give to the red cross you give to you know, like, look at, like, what Hurricane Ida did even right down the road from yep. us, right? Even where yep. we're having the event, yep. right, for everybody listening, even where we're having the event was impacted by Hurricane Ida. Yeah. That came through. But, like, people give money. They don't see that money go to work in real time. When you choose the charity and it's a local charity, you see that money go to work, right? Yep. So yep. that's kind of the benefit of this event as well is that, you know, we haven't fully decided yet what we're doing, but, like, it's going to go to somebody where we can see that money in action.
0: Yeah. So... Sorry, we had some brief technical difficulties, but we're back talking about John Aru. Here we go. So um, we've been talking about John Aru for several minutes, and uh, you guys can follow that on social media, social media anywhere, um, J-A-W-N-A-R-O-O. But uh, real quick, I just want to address, I had put on social media, if anybody had questions about John Aru, they could ask them and we'd answer them here on the podcast, so uh, nobody asked any questions. So, um, sorry, I, I have no answers because you have no questions. But that there's a, there's a little lesson in there, though, because if you're in small business now or any business and you're not using social media, you're making a mistake. Social media is a very powerful tool. But sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you have a post or something and no one gives a shit. <laughs> you just move on to the next post. Yeah, I, thought, I mean
1: just speaking of that i i follow like some something in some cases really cheesy you know business type gurus like i follow them because even st- you know I, I, at this point i've started two businesses and mistakes are expensive so if you can learn from somebody else's mistakes oh, like, yeah, and like those guys you know those business gurus as cheesy as some of them can be like you can learn some stuff of through course. there that'll yeah. help you navigate some stuff but i want to go back like you, you it just like I keep thinking about this, like you had mentioned about how you know we've been to a million shows together and mm-hmm. like we used to jam out together. And I was thinking about like when we went and saw you know Get Up Kids and AC oh, not yeah. too long ago. Yep. And uh the funny part about that is like, it, and even in that moment while that was happening, it was like even though we are what's considered to some to be old, no, we're, <laughs> like, we're old, <laughs> we're, right,
0: we're, we're old,
1: we're old, but like we are still owning shows the same exact way like we're still in pits we're still dancing around we're still messing around yeah we're still up at stages we're still getting on stages jumping off stages locking arms with singers like we're still doing all that stuff and at some point it was like really strange we went to shows and this is like the evolution of me going to shows (laughs) i was the youngest guy at the show Mm -hmm. you know because like i'm seeing shows like i'm still in high school i'm seeing shows and then i became the same age as everybody at the show then I became the older guy at the show Mm -hmm. Then I felt obligated to kind of hang in the back. And now all of a sudden it's come full circle. And now I'm the same age as everybody in the show again, which I think is a Testament to say that we're old and we're only watching (laughs) bands that other old people like. Yes. yes.
0: That's definitely (laughs) happening a lot. Um, I've been to so I, since, since the world started to kind of open up again from COVID, I think I've been to like eight or nine shows. I, I, I'm not even sure. What might... your,
1: what's, your, what's your favorite? So this is a good topic though. Like what's your what's your favorite show that have you seen that you've
0: seen during COVID? Uh, the favorite show I've been to since since COVID? No, like since yeah, like during, like since I
1: mean we're still in it, right? You, you so, mean a live show,
0: not on TV. A like, live right? show, yeah. A yeah, live, like, live show. Well what was your first one back, first of all? My first one, My first one like, back was first live show. There. Um I, I guess it it might have been off with their heads. And you've seen how many since COVID's been going on? Let me see. Off With Their Heads, Catboy. Maybe it was... Uh, no, 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 no. It was the Beer Fest. It was AC Beer Fest was my first one back. Oh, I think yeah. I've seen six or seven. Dude, I'm, I'm seriously... So I have my first show coming up September
1: 21st. is my first show okay. that I've seen since you know COVID and everything. And I was the guy just like you. I'll mm. see 20, 30 shows a year. Yeah. You know, Small, yeah. big, everything in mm. between. So I'm kind of pumped about that. Um but, like, what was your favorite one out of all of them?
0: My favorite kind of easy answer, um, Suicide Machines is one of my favorite bands. I, I don't oh, know. How, they're, hold on, that's not my answer. Hold on. <laughs> they're one of my favorite bands. I, I, I've i seen them several times. I've seen them twice recently. Awesome. Great shows. But I think my, my favorite was Cat Bite.
1: Yeah. You talk a lot about Cat Bite. And, I, by the way, I love Cat Bite. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if I ever would have heard of them unless you told me about them. Um, and you're really good at that, by the way, because like your your musical tastes are kind of all over the place. Yeah. But they also like very much in punk and ska in particular and and especially yeah. in a mixture of those two. Right. Mm-hmm. So like even like I am so driving here, you know, for everybody listening, like I was driving here today and I send Josh a song and it was like, what was it, like a new face to face song or something? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it, which is a great song. And then you had sent me back some band that I'd never heard of before. Um, and then be, I just what was
0: it was it be like Max? Something like that. I think and it was I, Be Like Max. I just like heard of him and yesterday. I listened to the whole entire record. Like, I awesome, one song, awesome I like, album, right? I like, Dude, I
1: love this. And <laughs> it was then killer. I even sent back like a song that was like seven songs later in that record. Like, yep. this is my early favorite. Like, so I love that. Like, that's my. I think my favorite thing that you and I have experienced in the entirety of our friendship has been good, exactly that. Yeah. Listen to this band. Listen to this mm-hmm. band. Let's do this. And all the shows that we've seen together because of that. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's a, Like, there's something to be said about that. And this reminded me of your first episode of this with Dan and I find this I don't know if you've experienced this because like you know you live in in this town right you live in this town we grew up in and uh, that's awesome and you get to see all of these people that we grew up with you know fairly often Um, moving outside of here I have these conversations with people and I always say like even when I was coming here I told friends of mine in North Carolina like hey I'm going to see my friend Josh Um, you know we we have this festival we're working on and You know, and I'm, like, they're, like, oh, yeah, how long have you known him? And I'm, like, and just, like, we were talking about in the beginning. I have no idea. It's (laughs) just that it's been that long. And, like, people actually, like, they get, like, it's so weird. Like, they don't experience that. Like, everybody has, like, their childhood friend Mm -hmm. or somebody they grew up with or, like, somebody from high school or college that they, like, occasionally connect with. But, like, we are in this weird, like, pocket of the universe where, like, we have a group of friends or a collective, or a community of friends, where, like, we still know each other very intimately and well, Mm -hmm. where, like, we don't skip a beat when we hang out. And, like, I just want to, like, call that out, that, like, that doesn't exist
0: much to, like, everybody I know, they're like,
1: you still talk to those guys?
0: Like, I, I kind of, maybe I'm wrong, and I want to get back to the Catbait show, so don't let me forget, but I kind of have a handful of friends, you're one of them, that Dan's one of them, where I might not see him for six months but but once but it doesn't matter it's, you don't skip a beat you don't yeah. skip a beat like you just 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 like that and i don't know you're always there if 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 I need something, you 're always there, and yeah. vice versa, but then when we do hang out it's it's not like it's not weird or anything you know? yeah,
1: but at the same time, I have friends that are the opposite, like you yeah. ever run into somebody at like you know a wawa or a bar or something yeah. like that, and you haven 't seen' them in yeah. ten years, and it 's like Oh man, like this is weird. Like, this is awkward. This is uncomfortable. Well, um, oh,
0: maybe you just weren't that great of friends. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's reality. Maybe, and they shouldn't go into business together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Way to, <laughs> way to circle back. <laughs> yeah. um, but back to the Catboy show, the reason why I'm saying that's my favorite recently is um, it was their record release show, which you, you could see how much it meant to them. It was like a big event for them. Like yeah, I, me. I'm just a guy in the crowd enjoying the music and and dancing. And I felt really old there, but that's fine. I'm, were you the old like old there? Like there were a handful of people my age, but but there was a lot of younger people. Mm. And it, I I enjoyed it though. Like I I kind of like danced for like half the set and then kind of leaned back. I kind of feel like like it's their time. Like there there was enough young people. where I was like, all right, let let these kids do their thing. Like keep the old guy out of the pit. But it it was it was just a nice show that the the music was perfect. You could tell it was such an important thing to them, and you kind of felt like you were a part of something. Like I I feel like them and there's a lot of good to, uh good bands on um bedtime records, and I just I just feel like these bands are kind of up and coming. I mean I I don't think they'll ever. I, I don't know how far they can go. The music industry is different but I de- I definitely know that they're going to do a lot better. Like they're 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 on the low end, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like they're not just starting, but maybe I'm not putting it in the best words. No, I but. think you're
1: fine. I can't speak to the music industry because I'm not part of it, so yeah. you know. But my perception is similar to yours. Yeah, I think there's no
0: MTV anymore. There's yeah. no radio. it's not like what they're what it in was more control of yeah you know, their destiny kind of it, bit, right? Yeah, and and it just seemed like a really special event to them, and it felt like you were part of something just being their witness in their record. And the record's phenomenal. Like um their first album was good. This this album, it's one of those you could probably go name maybe ten albums tops that are front to back good albums Mm. and it's one of those albums i so i didn't listen to the first one i I
1: will go back and listen to it but i listened to the new one the first one's good but the second the second one to me to me is just a front to back album i mean and i just like for me you know this is an an old man's thing to say i guess and we should probably like go back and edit out all the times we call ourselves old men but but i don't do much editing (laughs) here at jailbreak because that takes time and i'm busy (laughs) (laughs) the uh the thing about it is, like I love, like for me, it's always like a throwback. Like it's just the fact that I've been listening to the, a very similar genre of music yeah. for so many years, and it's like it's almost like uh, it's pure. Mm-hmm. Like there's a purity to it. Like you know, they, there's experimentation. Yeah. There's yep. differentiation. You know which They're, band sounds like which band. The, but like, but it is, it's it's pure.
0: Yeah, these younger bands are doing it right. Yeah. Like when when it was our time when when we were younger. You had your punk bands, you had your ska bands, you had your hardcore bands, and it was like everyone had their little their little section. And yeah, there was there was some crossover. That's what I, I that's kind of why I like Suicide Machines. You kind kind of, kind say of say get the th- different yeah. crowds there. But for the most people, for the most part, people stayed in their lanes. Now I'm listening to all these different bands coming out, and it's like there's no rules. What was the band? And I love it. What
1: was the band that you you sent me a song, and it was like one of the best culminations of all of those genres the best of the worst
0: the best of the worst is that what it was yep. and it was like and they opened and it, was, they,
1: that, it was one song and it was all it, over the place but in the best way it
0: was so good they opened for catplay really and they they straight murdered dude, that song it. dude they was were so good. fucking good yeah <laughs> they 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 really impressed me live um i mean they're they're how old are those guys oh i don't know please tell me they're 40 <laughs> that, <laughs> there there was a bunch of them they're younger than us but I don't, I don't know they're very good and they're jersey band they're local so yeah very very impressive maybe we'll get them to play John Rue we'll see
1: <laughs> uh, well, I think we're gonna have to, we have to get Cap Light, Cap Light if anybody from Cap Light is listening to this we're definitely getting Cap Light to play well, John Rue
0: we'll see I'll, re- I'll reach out to them but um Well, let's see. We touched on John Aru. uh, Hopefully not at too much length. If you guys have any questions on John Aru, it is definitely a growing. um, There's definitely always stuff happening on on the business end. Uh, It's not that exciting yet with a lot of behind-door stuff. But um, any questions, feel free to reach out through email or any social media. We hit on some concerts. Um, Anything else you want to talk about? We just poured some more tequila.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is good, but it's not as good as the stuff. It's not as empty. good as the other one. I'm really disappointed
0: that the uh, that the, the other stuff is gone. The last bottle <laughs> that we just polished off was you have to get that in Mexico. My buddy Bill got that for us, and uh, it's gone now. So, Bill, you need a vacation, man. You're working too hard. I uh, <laughs> If I, you're listening, Bill,
1: <laughs> I was thinking about like I'm like as we're talking through this stuff, I'm looking around. You know, your den. And, like, there's all kinds of cool art. It's there's not a some, den. There's some sticker it's a, art. It's a
0: studio. studio. <laughs> actually, yeah, it's definitely more it's like a, rec- a studio. It's a recording studio. <laughs> I mean, it's like... like Sometimes I, it's a den. Sometimes it's a recording studio. An art studio. A some, podcast studio. Sometimes, I mean, the kids wrestle. To- yeah. And, like, I was thinking about, like, all the
1: podcasts, like, where there's a podcast. And then there's also, like, the YouTube version of the podcast yeah. where you can see them talking into microphones. Yeah. And it's, like, it kind of... It takes the magic out of it when you can see where they're talking and stuff. Like, yeah. like I was going to start this off by, like, making up things that I was looking at. Like, hey, that's a really nice, like... My Little Pony sculpture that you made over there. Like, no offense to any bronies out there or anything, but like, you know, it's like, like I didn't know that you were so obsessed with this stuff. Like, just just going around the room well, making things up. I got some weird like, stuff
0: in here, so look around, you might see.
1: Like, these, those are the anatomically correct uh, G.I. Joe characters that you sculpted over there. Like, very strange, but I'm into it, man. That's I, really do, cool. I do
0: have a Tim Reaper sculpt that I started like a year ago that's, over on the bar top. That's, so. worth, that's worth taking a picture of. I, not, I really like that. That's cool. Mm, well, I'll, I'll share it when it's done. But, but I think we've said enough, man. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. If anyone's listening to this, they're probably done with us. So we'll, we'll they start. Were, they were done at tickling children. They were like, <laughs> this, is not, this is not the podcast for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, I, I just want to thank Christian again for, for one being one of my partners for drawing a um, for coming out, chatting with me for a couple minutes, having some tequila, and we're going to do big things, and I hope you guys follow John Aru and Rosebear Arts. Rosebear Arts, if this is your first time hearing from me for some reason, that's my main thing. I do stickers, um, I do prints, I do apparel, rosebeararts.etsy.com. Uh, I kind of jump all over and do a lot of different art and have a lot of weird ideas and weird stuff coming soon. But I'm kind of focused on John Aru right now, so lots of John Aru stuff going to happen. Uh, anything you want to plug or talk about or anything, Christian? Yeah, you no, want to give me any random compliments or anything? So I, uh, I sound yeah, if, good. If you would like some compliments, <laughs> um, I, can,
1: I am I am full of compliments. Now I, I really appreciate being here. Um, you know, I uh, I've never been on a podcast before, obviously, and uh, you know I was really inspired by just how honest the conversation you had with Dan was, and, and that kind of drove we, me to want to be. Part we actually of this. made the whole thing up. It was, it was all, all fake. Uh, it was all fake. Oh, you <laughs> know that a, dude. What a great actor. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just so, met that guy. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I appreciate the tequila and the conversation.
0: All right, cool. All right, thanks guys for checking out uh, Jailbreak. I think what the podcast was called. Thanks for checking out whatever this is. Uh, we're gonna have some tequila, and everybody have a good night. See you later, or day, or morning, whatever. Peace.